Let me guess, you signed up for every free lead magnet and binged on every marketing YouTube video and thought, what am I missing? Why isn't my business exploding like that? Well, I can tell you, you're not alone. Whether you're just getting started or have an established business, entrepreneurship can be really lonely. But it doesn't have to be. Overcoming your fear of launching or building your personal brand or figuring out how to scale, it shouldn't be holding you back. It should be empowering you. On this podcast, we're going to deep dive into the mechanics of what it takes to build your brand, make your mark, and stake your claim in the digital marketing space. I'll be chatting with people from all walks of life and stages in their careers. I will be getting inspiration from real experts who will share their actual strategies and techniques to grow loyal and raving followings and sell more stuff. This is entrepreneurship from people who are already there making it happen. My name is Jeff Mendelson. Join me and welcome to the One Big Tip Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. And today I'm really pleased to have with me on the line Nate Turner. Nate is the co-founder of 10Speed, a tech-enabled content optimization company focused on helping companies to get more results from the content they already have on their site. So, Nate, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeff. Glad to be here. So tell me, Nate, you have a pretty interesting uh, background. One of several startups, you work for Brout Social. You also work for uh, Captiva and, you know, a couple other neat places on your profile. Can you please walk me through a little bit about what your major focus is and what you're doing today at 10Speed? So I spent uh, about nine years at Sprout uh, Sprout Social, and I was able to join as the first marketer um, early in the company, helped really get marketing started in general, and then um, ended up having a pretty specific focus on you know, growth marketing and performance uh, with you know, very inbound heavy model. And so I was able to help the company grow from zero to hundred million and they uh, IPO'd uh, this past um, this past fall. And that was uh, just a, a great experience to kind of see multiple stages of a startup and growth and obviously develop my skills further and, and grow as a leader. And so that was pretty amazing. And then for the past, you know, a little over a year, I've been um, consulting with more SaaS companies and working with companies like Help Scout, Zylo, Hologram, and getting to just see a lot of different companies, a lot of exposure. Um, and through that and and some of our experience uh, at Sprout and, and other places really have found a lot of success in content optimization and specifically uh, optimizing the content that the companies already have on their site uh, to help them improve organic positions, get more traffic, uh, leads, and revenue. And so that's what drove the, the founding of uh, 10Speed, which is a content optimization company. And so we work with companies to do that, um, providing the strategy, detailed guidance, and help them improve their performance um, with the content that they already have. All right, very cool. So actually, this is going to uh, this is going to segue nicely into your one big tip, which is how to be a leader in content marketing, right? And how to actually attack this problem because a lot of companies do already, you know, like they produce blogs, they produce press releases, product descriptions, things like that. But then sometimes it, get, you know, the details can get a little lost either based on the disorganization of their website, or maybe they just don't take care to, you know, make sure that the open graph descriptions are correct. You know, maybe the photos don't necessarily match or or even how to find some of the more interesting parts of their, of their content on their site. How does your company go and look at a content landscape for a company that already has a sizable amount of content? Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I think um, when you think about 
the sort of the history of blogging over the last, you know, 15, 16 years. And I think for a lot of companies, it's become a, a box to be checked. You know, they're, they're creating content. They're sort of, they have this rhythm and this production and, and they're satisfied with it. When you really look at it, a stark dis- difference between the leaders in in folks that are doing content marketing well and those that just kind of check that box. And there are many factors to, you know, quality over quantity and, you know, some of the production value and original content in some areas there. But one of the pieces as well is being able to understand the the uh, performance of content and uh, find where, where things are not performing as well as they used to, uh, that's decayed over time or a various... Uh, other things that have happened. And so with that, what TenSpeed does is we do uh, get access to data. We look at what's happened over time. We kind of can can see performance that's declined uh, for specific pieces that were once generating more traffic uh, has decreased. Uh, we're also looking at internal competition to see what multiple numbers of, of uh, URLs may be competing with each other for the same keywords and uh, a number of factors there that we're looking at to help understand what the content is doing. Uh, I'd say the the third biggest is really seeing opportunities where there's some content that is just not very thorough. So it's kind of ranking or it's maybe on, you know, third or fourth pages uh, and gets some traffic, but really um, the search intent is not quite aligned. The the piece is not as thorough and and robust as it needs to be um, and helping companies kind of figure out how to level that up so that they can actually capture more traffic and rank for more keywords in that one piece. Okay. So one interesting thing that you said is that, uh, you know, you're looking at the data, right? Are you referring specifically to Google Analytics or are there more data points that you would be looking at as you're, as you're scoping out this project? How do you like ascertain like, like where all those data points are? Company-specific data, we specifically look at Google Search Console, Google Analytics, if they have a different analytics platform, we're looking there. And then we also have a number of tools to look at sort of the SERP competition, content gap analysis with some of those competitors, things like that. Uh, but for the company's data, it's it's usually the Google Search Console and Google Analytics primarily we're looking at. All right, so cool. So, you know, for a company that has like, uh, like I don't know, like 200, 500, you know, blog posts on there, like how do you know what to attack first? Like, uh, you know, you have this big library, you know, to think about. And obviously you can think about, you know, like keywords that, you know, like the main keywords for what the business is about. But what is your process then for figuring out what content needs to be prioritized, what needs to be deprioritized, even deleted off the site? Great question. It's it's a combination, I would say, like quantitative and qualitative factors. So there's there's certainly the uh, the quantitative side where you're able to you know compare the last three months to a three month period a year ago and see um, which pieces have declined in impressions or position or clicks, any of that to really get a sense on the quantitative side of things that have fallen off. Um, and then there's the the qualitative side where, um, as you said, like kind of understanding the keywords, then the opportunities for the business, uh, the topics and, and areas in which they are an authority and really seeing what content they have that sort of maps against that. And uh, again, kind of looking at competitors as well, uh, what competitors have that they don't. So there's definitely a number of factors that kind of both data and and uh, some of the qualitative st- strategic stuff as well. But then how much effort goes into not so much looking at the content itself, 
but also the page layout, you know, like uh, how the call to actions are set up, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, like page navigation and things like that. Like those are other factors that really don't have much to do with, you know, like the H1 tag and your body, your body text and things like that. You know, like how do you approach that kind of stuff? Yeah, we do um, start engagements with uh, a technical SEO audit. Um, and it's certainly not, you know, I've, I've been a part of extremely thorough technical SEO audits. Um, so I would say it's a little bit more high level, but we're definitely looking for those major factors around some of the on-page elements, site navigation, um, crawlability, uh, page speed, a lot of those factors, because it is an opportunity that when we can find some things and give some guidance there, it can kind of help raise the performance uh, of the entire site in, at times. So that is definitely something that we we look at early on. And then, um, you know, one of the other um, analysis points we do is, especially with the, the analytics data, is looking at content that gets a lot of traffic but doesn't have conversions and really understanding why, like what's the intent behind that traffic? You know, what are the CTAs on that page? Is it a very high high in the funnel type of query that someone's searching about, but the the CTA is is very direct to, you know, buy now or, or sign up. And uh, perhaps we can um, change that up to help them generate more leads uh, or conversions that way. So that's definitely, you know, a big part of it as well. And, and how we accomplish that is the little bit of technical SEO audit as well as the analytics analysis. Okay. All right. So that makes sense. But let me ask you this then. For someone who needs to do this on their own, what would be like the starting point for or like major things to look for yeah. in order to like sort of do this self-analysis before we go out and hire a company like like 10 speed to do it for us? Well, I think there's a, a couple of things. One is probably honestly one of the most common things is you know looking at the headers uh, of each section in you know blog content or API documentation or help so like any of those any of the content that you have that's on your site and indexed quite common for the headers to not necessarily be the proper H2, H3 labels. So even just kind of looking at that and the content structure on the page, because there's typically some pretty quick wins that companies can do there. There's also opportunities to really just kind of look within your own search console or analytics data uh, and just kind of pick um, two periods of time and look at the traffic. When you look at traffic in the top level, it can be so like the high the total traffic number, it can be, it can kind of hide some of those those pieces that are declining in performance because overall the number looks, you know, like it's maybe growing slowly. Um, and so uh, looking at two periods of time for like going down the line and looking at specific pieces of content, whether you export that and do a VLOOKUP or just look within the platform, um, you can really see, wow, this used to be getting, you know, 300 visits a month and now it's getting 25, you know, and we need to take a look why. And, um, and then I think the last piece is just Googling, like looking at what the, the terms are that that piece of that URL is getting traffic for uh, from organic search and Google that term and look at the context of what's on the, the first page versus what you have. Cause that's typically a very good indication of, of search intent. And, and Google is always uh, trying to, refine that and make it better. So if you have an informational post, that's how to do something, but everything else on that page is transactional, um, then you have some misalignment or vice versa. Um, so that's usually a pretty, pretty great way to start as well is just kind of see what you're currently ranking for or on the fringe of ranking for and 
and just searching it and seeing seeing what's there and kind of comparing that to what your piece is. Wow, that's really interesting. Let me ask you this then. What kind of tools do you use? Like, are these off-the-shelf tools that like anybody can get? Or have you developed your own tools, you know, both on-site, like say, for example, a plugin on a WordPress site, or is this something that you're using like like SEMrush in, addi- in addition to the Webmaster Console and Google Analytics? Like, what kind of tools do you use to, you know, to pile all this information together into one report? Yep. Yeah, and we do use quite a few Um and that's part of what's kind of given us perspective on a lot of different things. We love uh, keywords everywhere. So a simple um, Chrome extension that can add the volume of searches in, right into your search console interface. And so that's that's nice and also exports there as well. Uh, we use Ahrefs and SEMrush. Uh, we use ClearScope. Um, and then we do have a couple just sort of internal data points that we've built on top of uh, some APIs and stuff. So yeah, so quite a bit. So those data points that you're talking about, is that something that you're just making your own calculations based off of the data that you receive from Ahrefs and uh, and SEMrush or how to, like how are you coming up with those? Yeah, mostly from, yeah, just a number of, of tools. And it just gives us a, instead of having to, it's like a, a workflow advantage, I would say, the, the, the stuff that we've built internally. Um, so still building off of a lot of tools that are available to, to anyone, um, just, saves us some time and how we have to consolidate the data. Okay. All right. So that's really cool. What kind of wins can you get out of this? You don't have to like, uh, like name specific names, but you know, after a company goes and takes you up on this, you do this uh, invasive or, or this intensive, uh, you know, technical audit where you go in and then you shape things up and, and realistically, what we're talking about here is all on-site SEO at this point, right? We're not talking about researching the backlinks yet that are coming back to the site. We're talking about everything that happens on your site, mm-hmm. right? What kind of wins can you expect to see from that after you go through this whole workflow? One of the things is the way we, we typically work is we're we're doing sort of a number of, of briefs per month. So all of the, the information we find on like one piece goes into a detailed brief of here's everything to change. Here's the posts that you need to redirect, um, et cetera. And so we're typically working on a, a set number of briefs per month. And that's sort of determined with the company in terms of how much content they have, how much opportunity there is. And so it's definitely not like an all at once process because it's also, that's just the nature of um, content is if we did it all at once and then left, you would spike and then the traffic would just fall off again. And so it's it really is an ongoing process and so with that, we've seen in some of the best cases, we've seen um, companies have, you know, over 100% increase uh, in the first month for the specific pieces of content that we're optimizing and putting them on pace for over, you know, two, 300% year over year growth for, and that, you know, in some of those cases are companies that are already growing 20, 30% year over year. So already growing nicely and then, and then adding um, quite a bit to that for the, the, pieces of content that we're optimizing. All right, cool. So uh, I want to backtrack just a little bit. I want to make sure that I understood this correctly. So when I used to sell SEO in earnest, right, you know, we would talk about maybe 20, 30% of our, of our efforts would happen on site, right, which is, you know, working on the content, uh, changing the H1, H2s, making sure descriptions are correct, you know, whatever SEO tools or plugins for WordPress that we would put in, et cetera, right? And then the majority of our work would happen off-site, right? So those are creating the legit backlinks and making sure that they're, you know, going to the right places. But if you're, so I guess what my big question is, what more could you be doing to a particular page 
you know, in month two, month four, month six. I mean, it's like, there's only so much you can do to a particular 2000 word blog post, right? You can only optimize the H1 tags once, maybe twice, you know, maximum three times in order to elicit a response. What additional activities are you doing there in order to justify those actions? You know, like, you know, as you get deeper into the, uh, into the engagement with your client. I think the the typical scenario is you may have a piece that, uh, again, say it was doing 300 visits a month and it had declined down to 25. Um, optimize the piece, maybe now it does 400 a month. Um, but again, that's going to start to slowly decline. And so uh, based on some of the competition and, and things you're looking at, you can kind of see how competitive is this search term and this topic. It doesn't need to be updated quarterly uh, or is it every six months or yearly? And we really just kind of build that in. So say it's every six months, then six months down the line, we look at the performance. And if it's if it's dwindled back down to maybe 275 from 400, um, then we have to, again, look at some of the competition, see what they changed, uh, see how Google is sort of perceiving that and um, just make some additional adjustments, maybe add some content to the page, could be some structure. Like there's a number of factors, but it's definitely not that every piece needs that or, or does that in a regular cadence can be a, a fairly long time before it needs it again. But the important point is to keep it, kind of keep it at that level instead of doing it once and then letting it just decay again over time. Yeah. So that was one of the things that I found interesting is that, you know, your content can suffer from atrophy, right? You know, from being a really good traffic driver to slowly going down over time. And then when you go back and you focus in on that particular blog post, and see how that blog post performs in the, you know, in the entire universe of other like blog posts. That's where you're, that's where you're really trying to tease out, okay, how can we be better than, than the number two or the number three that are also competing for those same keywords, right? Yeah. So, yeah, and that's where, I mean, and when you get to the scale of, you know, even a couple hundred blog posts that becomes larger to manage. And when you get into thousands of blog posts and, and other um, guides and other uh, indexed content that becomes a pretty substantial amount of, of things that are changing, moving. And then you may, you get, you know, as you go along, you get more opportunities for there to be three or four or five different pieces roughly on the same topic that are competing with each other, things like that. So um, yeah, certainly the, the more there is, the bigger it gets over time, just the, the more uh, things there are that sort of under, under that top level, under the surface, are kind of working against you and taking away some of that compounding growth. Okay, amazing stuff. Nate, can you please let everyone know how they can learn more about 10Speed and how they can reach out to you directly if they'd like to learn more? Yeah, you can reach us at 10Speed.io. Uh, that's T-E-N-S-P-E-E-D.io. And you can reach us at hello at 10Speed.io. Amazing stuff. Nate, Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a great discussion. Thank you. And I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. 